Hello, I'm Chris and you're listening to CB Singles Club. Hello again, and we're joined tonight by the usual crowd of Nick. Hello. And Will. Hello. And Al. Hello. Hi. Hey Good up. to hear from you, chaps. So this is our occasional incarnation of CB Music Club, where we pick from the list of singles that were released this week, this week being round about the end of July 2021. Picking them blind, on a whim, and we listen to them, and we have a little chat about them. Right, so we'll start with Will's choice. Will, what have you got for us this week? It's a, a band that has kind of shocked me, in a way, in what they're doing. And the song is Department of Corrections by Theahoo. That was Deerhoof. Well, what can you tell us about Deerhoof? They're four piece, three boys, one woman. I'm hoping that the woman is the vocalist. And I thought this was really special. It was almost new. And it's not new because we can go back to people like Pink Floyd, where they may or may not be getting their inspiration. The percussion, the drums, guitar stuff in there. It's not very often, you know, it takes me a while to really dig a song, but this one absolutely got me. What about you guys? What do you think? I found it all a little bit too busy and repetitive. I kind of liked it the first time I listened to it, but I'd got a bit bored of it by the end of the first listen and by the second and third listenings, I just found it a little bit grating. I suspect they describe themselves as artists rather than musicians. The meowing chorus and then the disintegration into beep, 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 beep at the end just had me floored. There were some quite interesting bits, but on the whole, I just found it a little bit too irritating. But that's just me. Nick, what did you think? So actually, I thought it was a bit deliberately obtuse. It was like the Mission Impossible theme tune had had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I found it grating. I sort of liked it the first time round and then... Slowly have gone off it with further listens. How about you, Al? As David St. Hubbins put it, there's such a fine line between clever and stupid. And I'm not sure which side of that line this song is actually on. On my first listen, I thought it was interesting. Second listen, I thought it was dreadful. On my third listen, which was the first time I watched the video, I thought it was great. And part because I think the video, which I don't know if you noticed, it was directed by Jess Joy, who we had on Singles Club a while back. Yes, I thought her name rang a bell at the end. Yes. Who's on the same label as them. The video is just fabulous, I think. It's really good fun. I just don't know. Each time I listen to it, I'm swinging back between this is bad, this is good. It's challenging, but is it challenging because it's experimental and interesting or is it challenging? 
challenging because it's bad. Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure it's sufficiently experimental and interesting to be good. It's just a bit jarring. There's a few discords and it's quite repetitive and the vocal delivery is very grating. But I don't think it's deconstructing pop music and rearranging it in some completely out there experimental way. It's just a little bit irritating. See, I've thought that, but then I've thought that no, it's actually really quite good. Because it's not conventionally structured and it's unusual melodically, it takes more than one or two listens, I think, to get a handle on it. Which is not to say automatically that you're going to like it if you listen to it more, but I think there's much more chance of liking it if you listen to it more. But it's putting up some barriers towards you actually listening to it those number of times, isn't it? Yeah, obviously, with how it's structured, but I'm happy to be on the fine line of stupid with this one. I actually think (laughs) they are being experimental. I think they are mining stuff in the past. It reminded me a little of Can. Oh, yes. We were obviously covering recently. I was musing about this earlier on my second listen when I hated it, about the difference between Tago Mago is that they were doing something that was really quite difficult and challenging and they had to be incredibly well rehearsed and an incredibly tight band because they were stuck in a castle recording live into two microphones. Whereas now in the age of recording on computers, you can pretty much do anything you want, anytime you want, and it's not that difficult. It's a challenge for challenging music. It's not difficult yeah. to make challenging music any longer. But that's not their fault. No, no, not at all. That's where I went next with my thinking is, well, you know, that's not the band's fault. Make the music that you want to make. And if people like it, then they like it. I just don't know if I like this. Yeah. I did enjoy it more whilst watching the video. It is a good video, isn't it? But the video reinforced the fact that they were just having a bit of a giggle rather than pushing the boundaries. But what's wrong with having a bit of a giggle? Nothing, as long as you're actually making something that's listenable to and enjoyable. Now I've got nothing wrong with having a giggle. I think there should be more humour in music. But this seemed more prankish rather than humorous. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised to say that I'm finding that agenda unknown. Chorus really quite catchy now. It's kind of stuck in my head at the moment. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Nick doesn't like it No I don't like it Such an old fuddy-duddy Nick Should we have a show of thumbs? Show of thumbs Yeah right so we got a thumbs up from Will And a thumbs up from Al Square thumbs down from Nick And a kind of three quarters of the way down from myself Uh, Although my next lesson I might give it a thumbs down The way things are going I just don't know It's keeping you on your toes with your thumbs anyway isn't it So that's Mm. a good thing I noticed also on their label Was also the band The Ophelias Who I almost picked for Singles Club tonight but didn't Mm. And I I did give the the single a listen After I decided I wasn't going to choose it And uh, it seems like it'd be quite an interesting bunch With Jess Joy on there as well Uh Who was another sort of love-hate if you recall I hated it and really liked it as well Yeah, Just Joy was divisive, wasn't she? Yeah, but within the same song It was divisive (laughs) That was the song of three different parts, wasn't it? Yes, 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 yes yes. I think the label needs to Have a word with his marketing department If they're chucking out all the singles in the same week Goodness (laughs) me Yeah, good point True enough Good point Joyful noise recording Excellent, right Well, let's leave Dear Hoof Dear Hoof where we left her, <laughs> him, them, and move on to Nick's choice for the week. Nick, what have you found? My choice this week is an Australian punk band called Emil and the Sniffers, who are signed to Rough Trade Records. They're from Melbourne in Australia, released an album in 2019, which has done quite well, was nominated for Best Rock Album in Australia at the Aria Music Awards and has had some pretty good coverage. This is their new single... I think we're talking about humour and music. This is the right place to be, and this song's called Security.
Good. Well, Punk's not dead. <laughs> Although she clearly appeared to be dancing on a few graves in that <laughs> video, didn't she? I think she managed to avoid dancing on a lot of graves. Dancing between Dancing between graves. graves but that's very careful. Yes, yes. So that was Ammo on the Sniffers, Nick. I loved it. I absolutely loved that. It was humorous and joyful and I bet they're a great live band. Doing very impassable impressions of the Buzzcocks and the Damned, as far as I could hear, but I thought that was just great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Al, let's go to you. Can't disagree with what Nick's saying. Bit of Dead Kennedy's in there as well, I would mm. say. It sounds quite Australian at the same time. Yeah. She does have an Australian accent when she's singing. <laughs> It's a wonderful two and a half minute pop song that unfortunately was on for nearly four minutes. <laughs> I think if it stops after two and a half minutes, it'd be perfect. For me, it overstays its welcome a little bit, but it really is a good song, though. I did enjoy it. The chorus was really witty. I almost laughed out loud the first time I heard the chorus. It's very, very good. But not in a cheesy way, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. not a comedy song. It's just clever and witty. I'd recommend this. It's a good song. As a man who in his younger years was refused entry from many pubs and clubs. <laughs> oh, I can there relate with to, you. <laughs> to Amu and the Sniffer's sentiments for this one. And I was only just looking for love, not trouble. I love the energy of it. There seems to be a lot of female-fronted, punkish, noisy bands out at the moment. I mean, she reminded me of Courtney Barnett a little bit, who's less punky, yeah. but obviously still Australian, and her voice was very similar. But that quite raw edge and quite urgent energy edge. And also Billy No Mates from these shows as well. It's to be applauded that bands are getting angry again, <laughs> even with a little bit of humour, and are not afraid to just get out there and, and make a bit of raw, unleashed noise. It's a great thing. I love it. Will, what did you think? This is a difficult genre to be authentic in, isn't it? But they did this. They really got it absolutely right. I loved it. You could see me bopping my head and stuff like that. I saw some bad air guitar. Not as bad as your air drums, but <laughs> still pretty bad. Before you say... I was in the wrong chords, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I love this. It had so much energy going for it. I'm hoping that this isn't a one-off from these guys, because I'd like to hear more. Their first album had lots of great reviews and been nominated for awards, so I'll definitely go and check that out. And sounds like the new stuff's good too. Yeah, this is from the second album. I'm going to be look earlier. It's the second single from it as well, so I think definitely worth a listen. Absolutely. Surely good. I think we all enjoyed that, really, didn't we? Yeah, very much so. Show of thumbs. Double thumbs, Nick. Double thumbs, myself. Double thumbs, Will. And Al's swithering on the single thumb. But still, that's probably the best show we've ever had on CBS Singles mm -hmm. Club, I think. Is that really the best song we've ever had? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> it's better than a lot of us. <laughs> no, it isn't, but it actually made us happy, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And also, we're all in agreement. It's rare that a song unites us in a high praise. That's also true, yeah. It's lovely to be brought together by music, isn't it? Yes. Absolutely. That's what it's all about, isn't it? She's not particularly angry and she's not particularly upset about anything of any great consequence here. <laughs> but I like it that music is sounding angry again. We've had too long of music just being pleasant in the background and not challenging. And I think in the last couple of years, it's getting a bit noisier. It's getting a bit mm -hmm. angrier and it's getting a bit more challenging, which really is what it should do, really, shouldn't it? Yeah, we need more deer hoof. We do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Next up, we've got Al's choice. What's your choice for this week, Al? I got a song that's called Just Can't Kill Me by The Secret Sisters. Well, that old landlord got my home still, but he can't get me, Lord, and he can't get me. That old dry spell killed my crop, boys, but he can't kill me, Lord, and he can't kill me. Well, 
So that was the Secret Sisters with Dust Can't Kill Me. Al, tell us more. Secret Sisters are actually sisters. They are Laura and Lydia Rogers from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. And they've been around doing their music thing for over a decade. First album came out in 2010 to some success and some critical acclaim. Even over here in the UK to the extent that they were on Jules Holland's Hogmanay Hootenanny in 2010. How about that? They put four albums out. This song isn't actually from an album of theirs. And the thing that attracted me to this song in the first place was seeing the cover and seeing the album is called Home in This World, Woody Guthrie's Dust Bowl Ballads. And the album is a collection of covers of Woody Guthrie's album, Dust Bowl Ballads, which was released in 1940. And different artists taking on each song. And I just thought might be interesting. I like this. But like Amel and the Sniffers before, it just goes on a little bit too long. It's a wonderful two and a half minute song that just drags on a little bit again. I think because it doesn't really go anywhere after that. There are some lovely harmony vocals brought in towards the end, but it needs to get bigger. When I was listening to this, I was just thinking, Black Keys, I could hear Dan Arbuck singing this, and it would sound for the first minute and a half exactly the same. But they would take it somewhere bigger, do you know what I mean? It's a really good song, though. Lyrically, it's very powerful, isn't it? Woody Guthrie was really good. Wrote some quite depressing stuff. Quite angry as well. I mean, it's quite punk. Indeed. Indeed. This is a good one, but uh, too long again. Good. Will, what did you reckon? I was deeply irritated by the guitarist right at the beginning. He was playing the notes. He should have been popping them, really popping them. I mean, this is that kind of music, and it's a bit flat. However, great voice. Great voice, and I really like the song. Again, uh, maybe I'm just feeling really good today because I like this song and I was getting down to it. Good. Good. Nick, did it float your boat? Yes, it did. I thought it might. <laughs> I'll correctly surmise this would be right up my street. These are sisters from Muscle Shoals and you can hear it in this music. This is country soul and that's right up my street. Absolutely loved it. I kind of get your point, Al, that it maybe went on slightly too long and it could have got bigger and... There was a point there where you could hear them singing in the church room and you could have gone full gospel there. Yeah. You could have had the church choir and just gone really big at that point. Just big drums would have done it for me. This was absolutely great. I'm a big fan of Woody Guthrie and I'm definitely going to go and have a look at the rest of this album. I was looking at the track listing of the album and there's some other interesting artists on there. Mark Lanigan does a song and there's the Felice Brothers and the Watkins family are... Chris Thyle, who I'm a fan of all those artists, so I'll be really interested to see that. But we were talking in the last episode, one of the things I was listening to was Freezy Ford because it had that real kind of Muscle Shoals sound and this really did too. Thanks, Nick. Yes, I liked it. I can't say I loved it. It's not quite my favourite genre of tunes, but you can't fault the lyrics for authenticity, even though it's not theirs, but Woody knew how to pen a good song. It's got a good groove. I liked the bit at the end, Nick, you were saying, where you can hear them singing in the church hall when it breaks down a little bit and you can almost hear behind the scenes. I like that and a bit of clapping going on at the end. I thought that was lovely. And I agree with you, Al, that it did need to go somewhere else over that three and a half minutes to be more interesting. But there's a bit of quality coming through there. Maybe just simply because of the quality of the song on which it was originally built. I'll give it a three quarters hearted thumbs up. I think. How about the rest of you? Let's get a thumbs up again from me. Thumbs Good stuff. Thumbs up all round. Yeah. I'm yeah. with Chris this time. Secret Sisters. Good job. Good job. That brings us on to my choice for this week, which is a band called Half Alive and their song called Summerland. Something about me makes it all feel better, baby. 
to me been around since 2016 long beach california three chaps singer drummer bassist this is from their soon to be released second album it's the third track released ahead of the release of the second album they put out a single called still free in 2018 which had a super choreographed pop music video which seems to capture everyone's imagination and propelled them to stardom and on the back of that they got a major record label deal and uh, I didn't really like it, I don't think. First time I listened to it, I really didn't like it. Second time, I got bits of Christine and the Queens in the instrumental side of it. But the lyrics are just so generic and vacuous. You know, it just has... The Secret Sisters, obviously, Woody Guthrie had some heart and soul in what he was writing. And Amal and the Night Treats, just, it felt a bit real. But this just feels like it's so generalised as to be about nothing. It just feels bland in Summerland to me. Musically, it's polished, but it does exactly what you expect it to. I just feel it's had all the life polished out of it. Will, what do you reckon? When I was listening to it, I thought this is a single vocal artist and there's a good producer in there and there are just session musicians. Yeah, no, I agree. I was surprised to find it was an actual three-piece band. Yeah, so was I. Well, now that I know, I'm actually quite impressed because they are pretty damn good. I'm in a happy mood today. I was bopping along, but I wasn't listening to the, the vocals. Yeah, no, I would never listen to this again, I'm afraid. But they're all good. Oh, what did you reckon? Yeah, I didn't like this. It's just such bland, generic pop. It sounds like if you'd used machine learning to make music <laughs> from the 80s, this is what it would sound like. Yeah. It's just it's so unimaginative and uninteresting. I disagree about being a catchy chorus. I thought the pre-chorus bit is fairly catchy, and that should have been the big chorus. Something really weird about it that really bothered me, right? The vocal sounds like he's got a lisp, and I don't think he has. It sounds to me like in the mix... They've pushed this high shelf so high that there's such a crisp top end that they've then had to employ this de-esser to a ridiculous degree on the vocal that's just made it sound really muffled and, frankly, terrible. I've got no idea what you just said, but yeah, I agree the vocal sounded weird. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he's got a lisp, but they've managed to engineer a situation where it sounds like he does. Apart from that, it sounds quite polished and shiny, but there's just nothing interesting about it. I've heard it all a billion times before. Yeah, and but, better. 1.83 million monthly listeners, just for the right. record. They've got 401,000 subscribers on YouTube, so they're doing quite well for themselves. So, yeah. you know, yeah. good luck yeah. to them. Nick, did you find that Summerland was a happy place to be? I think it was planned as well. You've heard other artists doing this. I mean, it sounds like Peter Gabriel updated for modern time. Oh, no, I see where you're going there. But yeah. there seems to be a lot of people doing that at the moment, and I wasn't really into that the first time around either. <laughs> and a bit of Toto, now that you mentioned Oh, yeah. yeah, I see where you're coming from there. You think of any middle-of-the-road <laughs> artists from the 80s, it sounds like that, all of them. Yes, Bummerland. Yeah, Bummerland. Bummer <laughs> like that. Good. Half-life, lifeless, half-arsed, what do we reckon? 
there's so much that's worse than this. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I'd almost rather it was worse than it is because at least it get a reaction other than just being a bit boring. I think it's the blandness, isn't it, yeah. that most deeply offends. For the record, that was three roundabout sort of thumbs three quarters down. Four, sorry, thumbs three quarters yeah. down. Sorry, lads. Well, that brings us to the traditional slot, which is Taylor Swift Corner where we just pick one of the bigger releases, obviously the first four tracks that we've listened to tonight. We've chosen blind picking bands or artists that we've never heard of before. Taylor Swift corner, we dip it on its head and go for what we think is probably the biggest release of the week. So we had a few choices. Coldplay, I think, have got a new tune out. But it would be churlish not to acknowledge the fact that Taylor Swift has a, not a new single, but re-released single. She's re-released a track called The Lakes, because it's a year on after the release of her latest album called Folklore, from which The Lakes was taken. So she's marked, uh, she's marked a year on from releasing her album by re-releasing one of the singles from the album, which is lovely. So go, Taylor. There's two versions of it. There's an orchestral version, which isn't the one we've chosen, and there's the original version, which is the one we've chosen. Right, let's dive into The Lakes. Nice. Thank you. Take me to the lakes where all the poets went to die I don't belong, and my beloved neither do you Those Windermere peaks look like a perfect place to cry I'm setting off, not without my muse What should be over, burrowed under my skin And heart-stopping so, The Lakes, Taylor Swift. Thank you, Taylor. Sounded a bit weird hearing Taylor Swift sing about the Lake District. Has she ever been to Britain? Probably has. Pretty nice tower here, I suppose, isn't she? Has she wandered freely round the Lake District? Probably not. Tom Hiddleston might have taken her there, I suppose. I think probably not, as Windermere doesn't really have peaks. It's more sort of rolling hills, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Although you don't want to criticise her lyrics after she criticises men criticising her lyrics actually in that song. True enough. But not many poets died in the Lake District, really, though, did they? Wordsworth, I think, was buried there, but other than that... I don't know. Cumbria. Lake District's beautiful, but Taylor, it's too clear to Carlisle. Not to be recommended. That whole Cumbrian coastline is awful. Sorry, yeah. Cumbrian coastline. Lovely people. <laughs> Lovely people. Warm-hearted. Yeah, Barrow and Furnace is just horrendous. One of my good friends comes from Barrow and Furnace. Good for shipbuilding. <laughs> or it was. <laughs> It was also peak COVID at one of the early stages of the uh, of the pandemic outbreak. Got a lot going for it then. It was, yeah, yeah, very famous. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> we're digressing a little bit. I quite like that, to be honest. Kind of get where she's coming from, you know, fed up with everyone just battering her and just wants to get away from it all. I've never heard this album, but <laughs> I understand this album was written in the early days of lockdown at a time when she was going back to a simpler, simpler life and yearning clearly in this track, at least to be away from it all somewhere greener and more pleasant. It's a good tune, you know, it's Taylor Swift. It's going to be quality, isn't it? Wouldn't buy it, but happily listen to it. Nick, what do you reckon? I quite like this album. This was the album that she did with Aaron Dessner from The National. And I did like a lot of songs. This is one of the ones I was less interested in. I think it was co-written with Jack Antonoff rather than Aaron Dessner. I quite liked it, but it wasn't one of the favourite songs off the album. Will? We heard a lot in the last few weeks about female athletes having real stress problems and female musicians having stress problems because of the way they're being banged on by people. And 
Yeah, I guess that's the lyric that's coming out of this. I didn't like the song, but I'm not going to say why, you know. I'm just going to say Ceylon Silver Girl on this one. You know what? If she sat in a room of three or four hundred and played that with an acoustic and she's a decent player, it would just be so much better. To me, the production is nonsense. Overpolished, too much, too yeah. much. Al, what do you think? I've not heard the album, the new grown-up Taylor Although I believe the song Cardigan is on it as well, which I have heard and I didn't think was very good. I mean, it wasn't bad at all, but it just sounded like a Taylor Swift song that could have been on any one of her albums, but done with some indie cred guys instead. This is much better. I thought this was great, actually. A really good song. In part because it's so beautifully recorded and uh, I think the strings on it are really lovely. I think her voice sounds incredibly good on it, especially that quiet midsection where it breaks down that's really just her singing. It just sounds so beautiful. It's really quite special. When I saw it was called The Lakes, I was hoping it was going to be some sort of murder ballad set in Erie, Pennsylvania or something like that. (laughs) And unfortunately, Lake Windermere, the Lake District, it just doesn't hold the romance for those of us who live in Scotland. <laughs> Come on, Lake District is one of the most romantic places in Britain. I'm not saying it's not beautiful, but I mean, I'm from the west of Scotland. That's also beautiful, but there's an eerie solitude in the Lake District, which is lacking in the west of Scotland. Oh, eerie solitude. The west of Scotland is briny, it's bracing, it's beautiful, but it lacks that stillness of the lakes. Maybe because it's by the sea. I like your alliteration there, so I won't argue okay. with you, because yeah. uh, <laughs> I do like a bit of alliteration. <laughs> Yeah, I just felt that was a bit weird, you know. I mean, and you know, to someone who's not from here, then I can see why you would write a song about Cumbria. But um, you know, the lakes are in Cumbria. <laughs> it did. I was taken aback when the word Windermere started tripping off her tongue. I've know. been to Carlisle races. I won quite a lot of money on the horses that day, but you nice. know, I still had to go to Carlisle. <laughs> anyway, uh, all that aside, I, I thought it was a really good song, and I think I like the grown-up Taylor. I think the album might be worth checking out. Well done, Taylor. Again, another thumbs up from me. Thumbs up from me, yeah. Three quarters thumbs up. Three quarters. Two thumbs up, two three quarters thumbs up. Check out The Lakes. Check out Folklore by Taylor Swift. Check out all these tracks we've been talking about this week because everyone deserves a listen. This is just our opinions. You have others, dear listener. Even Dear Hoof. Especially Dear Hoof. Especially Dear Hoof. This is about opening everyone's ears, isn't it? So um, obviously we have little samples of... The singles have been discussing in this podcast. We've also got the singles in their entirety available on links on Spotify and on YouTube, which is where you'll also find this podcast and all the previous episodes of Singles Club and all the previous episodes of CB's Music Club. Listen to us, like us, share us with your friends, share the love. But just before we go, we should decide on what our favourite song was. So should we have a little recap? We had Deer Hoof, Department of Corrections. We had Amel on the Sniffers, Security. We had Dust Can't Kill Me by the Secret Sisters. We had Summerland by Half Alive. And we finished with Taylor Swift's The Lakes. So, Nick. My favourite was my choice, Amel on the Sniffers and Security. Ow. It's a really close call between everything apart from Half Alive for me. I think I'm going to go with Deerhoof. I think it might be the worst song, but I think it might also be the best one. Wow. It's the most wow. interesting, so I'm going with Deerhoof. Wow. Will? I'm going for Amal and the Sniffers because it just made me joyful and laughing. I'm going to join you with that. I think Amal and the Sniffers did it for me. So 3 1 to Amal and the Sniffers. Well done, Amal. Good. Well, anyway, join us next time. We'll be back sooner or later with probably a music club and then another singles club. It's been a pleasure. Nick, good night. Night, night. Night, Al. 
Night, night. Night, Will. Night, all. Night, everyone. See you next time.